Lights, camera, action. Hi, I'm Graydon, and I'm your guide through the through the deep dive of the world of movies right here on their director's cut, exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And down below in the description, you can find out everything you want to know about us from our all of our social medias to our website, bloodlinenetwork.com. We also have some merchandise. You can check that out on our website, bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch some t-shirts and other fun stuff like that for you guys to help support us and rep us to all your friends out there and as always we have shows for you daily so check out our schedule to find out what's suitable for you and what you would like to listen to we also started an audio audio only podcast called um what is it the dugout summer or Check it out on our on our Sparker page. We have audio only podcasts for you guys. I forget the name right now. I'm very bad at that, so forgot that name. So check that out. I'll put all the links down below that you guys need, as well as my personal links because I am great in the Bin Buster, and I have my own channel, the Bin Buster, right here on YouTube. So check me out. I talk everything movies. This is solely movies and theaters. I talk all sorts of physical media, as you guys can see right here. I, I collect movies. I talk about those. You can find me anywhere on all my social media at the Bin Buster. So check it out. Check us all out at Bloodline Entertainment. And remember to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and that bell notification. Because without those, YouTube doesn't YouTube doesn't recommend our videos to anybody. So do that. You will recommend your videos not only to yourself but also to your friends and family too. So hit hit all that stuff down below. And enjoy the shows. Without further ado, let's dive in. Oh, oh, oh it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah. 
So today, as you guys see, I'm talking right down there, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. And I'm like usual, I'm gonna give you a brief synopsis, give you guys the timeline of this of this franchise. Yeah, and it's a doozy of a timeline at that. And then I'll go into my review of this movie as well, because I just saw it Saturday. So without further ado, let's get into it. The synopsis goes, Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that could change the course of history. A dial a, a dial that at the very foundations could go through time. Accompanied by his goddaughter, he soon finds himself scoring off against Jürgen Voller, a former Nazi who now works for NASA. Okay, that's very interesting right there. He's trying to find a dial that alter that can alter the course of history. And now we have a German Nazi sympathizer, or an actual Nazi in this case, not just a sympathizer, but a Nazi, who is now working, uh, working for NASA. Because you have to understand, this movie, this, this fifth installment takes place in 1969. 1969. And that, my friends, is actually the year that the mission to the moon happened. So he was responsible for that. I'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's get through this very exhaustive timeline. We'll start off with the unknown time. Aliens arrive in Akator, in the Akator region of the Amazon, giving local tribes an incredible amounts of knowledge. The tribes built the city of Akator in tribute to the alien explorers and accumulated a vast amount of gold and other treasures. Hmm, sounds almost like the supposed... Way the Sphinx was created. Hmm, interesting. 1400 BC, the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Ten Commandments, Moses' rod that blossomed, and some manna. I'm sorry, air jar that blossomed and some manna in there. Handed down by God and carried by Moses and the Hebrews through the desert is created. In 1095 AD, in 1095 A.D., Sir Richard, a knight of the First Crusade, and his men find the Holy Grail. What is your quest to find the Holy Grail? What is your favorite color? Blue. What is the average migration of an unladen swallow? European or African? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the wrong Holy Grail movie. Sorry about that. That's the totally wrong one. So, <laughs> um. Him, the first crew, uh, yeah, Sir Richard, a knight in 19 in 1095, Sir Richard, a knight of this first crusade, and his men find the holy grail in the canyon of the crescent moon. One of the knights remained with the grail and was discovered by Indy centuries later, thus, the last crusade. The first that 1400 BC was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Francisco de Orlana disappears looking for Akator. In 1546, 1872, Henry Jones Sr. is born in, in December 12th in Scotland. 1899, Henry Jones Jr., or otherwise known as Indy, is born on July 1st. He changes his name to Indiana during his childhood memory of his beloved dog. That's right. He names himself after his dog. Ugh. From 1907 to 1920, as seen in the 90s prequel show, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Indiana travels with his parents all over the world for his father Henry's work from the age of 8 to 12 to 21. 
During his continent-spanning travels, Indy and often finds himself wrapped up in a new mystery or adventure. Essentially, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles laid the inverse foundation for the kind of thrill-seeking archaeologist he would eventually become. I included that in there because that helps explain Indiana Jones a whole lot more. Through that time, through that short-lived show, which I'll get to in a moment of why I think they should do that again. In 1912, Indiana has an encounter with a man in a Panama hat who attempts to steal golden crucifix belonging to Coronado. During this encounter, he gets his famous chin scar after using a whip for the first time. His mother dies during this year, too. So now Henry Sr. is a single father, raising a thrill-seeking boy named Indiana. 1926. Indiana gets romantically involved for the first time with Marion Ravenwood, the daughter of his mentor, Abner Ravenwood. Yes, Indy's mentor's daughter, Marion, is the woman Indy loves and ends up with. 1935, Indiana Jones and the Temple Doom happens. So all the events in that movie take place in 1935, which it's the second se- it's the second movie that came out, but it's a prequel of sorts to the one that happened in 1936, which was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So you see Raiders of the Lost Ark happened movie was filmed first because it was more the compelling story. Then Temple of Doom happened, which actually set place before Temple of Doom. That's kind of why the characters in Temple sorry, Temple of Doom took place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's why Raiders of the Lost Ark, the characters that are in there besides Indy, are not in Temple of Doom or vice versa. We don't know what happened to those guys. So, So they're all... That's why it's that way. So after... Raiders of the Lost Ark, we get 1938's The Last Crusade. 1938 happened with The Last Crusade. 1957, Idiot Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So almost 20 years after The Last Crusade, we get The Kingdom of Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And then 1969, 31 years after, 31 years chronologically after Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, we get in, we get this movie. We get Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So 1969, uh, I went through a little bit of the year of 1969. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, this gives you a brief little bit more into the backstory of that universe. 1969, the Indiana Jones timeline continues in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is set 12 years after the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We show it. The, the movie shows a heavy American aesthetic from the 60s, including vintage cars and fashion, the anti-Vietnam War and Nixon protest posters and action sequences in the midst of a parade to celebrate the Apollo mission. The movie features key flashback sequences looking to a previous adventure India had during World War II, which sets up what he's looking for in the rest of this film and sets up our villains for the rest of this film. Uh, this includes a de-aging process on Harrison Ford so that Indiana Jones having him take on the Nazis again and it will end. this movie is the fifth and final movie of the Indiana Jones timeline so now I'll get into my review of this movie when I went in I it opens up you, you see you see a guy with a bag over his head I'm like oh that's how they're going to do it they just got a bag over his head to de-age him <laughs> but no they when they rip it off you see it's Harrison Ford Harrison Ford actually played the guy. He actually played himself in the de-aging process. He, they made his face look like his face in, uh, what was it, Raider in um, Last Crusade. 
So he looked like he was in Last Crusade. This was still during World War II, so they kind of had to make him look young. I didn't mind that because it was still the same actor. It's different. It was like um, Grandma Tarkin, Princess Leia. Those are different because those actors and actresses are dead and they're superimposing their faces on it. This was slightly different. Harrison Ford's still alive, still playing the role. They just de-aged him for these previous scenes, which I'm all fine for that aspect of the aging process. So we get that, and we think that him and his buddy, he has a little buddy there that's with him, played by um, the guy who played Arnim Zola, Toby Russ. Um, yeah, awesome little side character here. A, a good friend of his, which sets up who his goddaughter is. This is the father of Indy's goddaughter. So they go on there and they think they're after the cry, the spear that spear that pierced Christ's side, find out it's a fake. And then a train run happens. So like Indiana Jones and John Williams score, which is fantastic plays. Indiana is running through the train, trying to keep a one step ahead of the Nazis. They chase him. There's a turret on the train that actually spins around and starts shooting back. So Indiana and his buddy duck and it shoots everyone in the back of the train or through the, out the train. That part was awesome. And so it stayed there. And so that helps them to escape. They escaped with one half of the dial destiny or Archimedes dial. For those of you that don't know, Archimedes is a Greek, philo- uh, Greek scholar and philosopher who came up with a bunch of mathematical formulas and came up with the Archimedes dial, which pretty much in this movie states that you can set a spot in time and another spot in time and actually correspond those two spots in time together through fissures in time. And Indy's buddy finds this out, adds up driving him crazy. We don't know what happens. We know he just dies. Indy has abandoned his goddaughter. It's 1969, and he's retiring from Marshall College. So they have a retirement party for him. Yay! He's finally retiring. He can live the good life now. Retirement in 1969, the man just went on the moon. And the Vietnam conflict is over. Although we find out in here what happens to Mutt Williams from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the daughter of, the son, sorry, son of Marion Ravenwood. We find out that he's actually Indy's son with Marion, who she never told him until that 19 years when he shows up in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So we find out he ends up dying during the Vietnam War. And so Indy's, Marion's heartbroken. They end up on the verge of divorce in 1969 because of the death of Mutt. It, It drove him two separate ways. They're dealing with their grief in two separate ways. So that that's it. We, we get Sala back and he's buddy from last crusade and um, Raiders. Sala's back played by John Ray Steve Davies, who's amazing in this role. I love him in this role. Even as an older Sala as grandfather this time, he's amazing. He just brings any that source of um, down to earthness and a little sense of comedy in here. So, he goes on this adventure to try and find this out. The dial is then stolen from him by his by his um, goddaughter, who ends up stealing it. And she's one of these. She does what Indy does, but she does it for money. She pays off the to the highest bidder for these items. So anything opposing what Indy does, that's what she does. 
So she is here to try to sell this dial. Andy comes in to try and take the dial back. The villain shows up, who we thought was dead. It turns out he built the spaceship and helped the Americans get to the moon. Really? That's his story arc right now in 1969. So he's after this dial, too, which was originally his that he stole. That we thought was in the bottom of the water, that that's the entire story, that's where they think no one knows that he has it, except his goddaughter. She ends up going to get it from Indy. All hell ensues. The CIA is after Indy now. Um, he's gonna be framed for murder of some colleagues at Marshall College because the bat the villain team killed him in there. So he's gonna be getting framed for murder. So throughout the course of this, he's a fugitive fugitive on the run. So who is he trusting? His goddaughter, that's it. And her friend, Teddy, who we don't know this for sure, but I believe it's her son. They don't really say that, but I mean, she had a relationship with a prince there and he has the, and there's a son who kind of travels with her. This boy who kind of travels with her and Indy. So I'm thinking, oh, that's probably her son, Teddy. It's never said if he is, but they're always, he's always with them. It's safe to assume that. It's not like the whole short round thing in Temple of Doom. This is completely different. He actually knows how to fly a plane and all this fun stuff. Drive a boat. So in the course of it, Indy gets clues to find the other piece of the dial. So all, all action ensues. They go there. Indy gets the piece. The bad guys take it. Like typical Indiana Jones movie. He finds it. The bad guys take it. Indy has to get it back. But this time, it's a slightly different. Indiana Jones allows himself to be captured, allows the guys to take the dial of Archimedes, use it, and end up somewhere where, where they think they're supposed to be. They're all decked out in Nazi uniforms, flying a Nazi plane into this fissure that, he that the bad guy did all this work for to only go back in time to where Archimedes was. Archimedes set this dial precisely to the moment when he needed help when the Romans were sieging on Greece. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was okay with that until um, I was better with this than it was with the aliens and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I wasn't okay with aliens in that aspect. Trust me. You put in aliens in Indiana Jones, it just doesn't work in my opinion. But that's just me. Island enjoyable time with Crystal Skull. I did, but with the aliens, it kind of took me out of the whole Indiana Jones adventure. However, in this movie, we're back to basics. Like I said, John Williams is doing the score. The font is still the same font they've used through all the movies. That like black and white outline. Oh, that's perfect. Um, Harrison Ford is still he's a grumpier indie, but <laughs> but he's still Indiana Jones in this movie. And you, you can tell he's trying to do things differently because of his age. And that plays into the fact that here we are, Indy's retiring, like I said earlier, from Marshall College, from Marshall University. And he, he now has his whole life out ahead of him. But he does have the love of his life. They're saying through a divorce. So throughout the course of the movie, he finds us out. He gets shot. He wants to die right where Archimedes is, and he's happy there. He, Archimedes says he's the one to give him help, but his um, goddaughter 
punches him and um, takes him away back home to where medicine is, back to their present time where medication is to heal him up. And then we find out that her and Teddy seem to be going off on their own for another adventure when Indy's left at home. Why is Indy left at home? Well, this is a surprise cameo if I've ever seen one. I'm not spoiling it because Sala was actually seen back again in the scene. I'm not spoiling the surprise cameo. You just have to watch the movie at the end and find out who it is. I mean, it's an awesome payoff for any fans. And the, and the lines that are said there at the end will be reminiscent of something. If you love this franchise, you will understand this ending perfectly well. In my opinion, this is a perfect ending to a franchise with Harrison Ford. Where do they go from here? Harrison Ford, the Avengers of Indiana Jones is done, according to Steven Spielberg, who was just an executive producer on this. He had nothing to do with the direction or the writing, and neither did George Lucas. This is the first one that neither one of them had anything, any say in it. James Bangle did this entire thing, and he did it perfectly. So... What does the future hold? I don't see him doing anything past 69 with Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. But what you can do is, like I mentioned, the young Indiana Jones in here from the ages of 8 to 21. Give us that time when he was 21 years old until he becomes a professor at Marshall College. Give us that with somebody new as Indy and say this is Indiana Jones' early career. Like from when he was, when was he, where was he here? 1920, he was 21. 26, he gets re- involved with Marion uh, with Marion Ravenwood. 35, so between 1920 and 1935, you have a 15-year span where you can tell the stories of how Indiana Jones became from the ki- this kid to where we know him in these five films. You could do that in that time frame, and I think it could be fantastic. You could take some of the stuff that he was able to find in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles and use that again. Because not many people have seen that TV show, and the TV show is hard to get on physical, and it's nowhere to be found on streaming. So you can actually take that story arc and expound it to when he's between 21, that, what did I say, that 14-year gap, 15-year gap. You can do it right then and there. That's where I see this franchise going, if they do anymore, which I really doubt that they're going to do, because this last one seemed like a big send-off, not only to Harrison Ford but to the entire world of Indiana Jones as well, which, which I am happy about, which I'm happy for. I hate seeing my beloved characters and movies that I love growing up being just dragged through them all because they want to make money and make more money and make more money. This one was a, was sent off to the fans like me and the actors who, and everyone who loved Indiana Jones because we all hated Crystal Skull. So they thought, hey, let's make one more just to appease these fans. And let's just say that wasn't our last one. This is our last hurrah for Indy. And they've promoted it as such. And will they spin off his goddaughter? I don't think so. Um, I mean, they were trying to spin off Mud from Crystal Skull. And look how that turned out. I mean, I mean, you have a bunch of different artifacts you can go with. If you go backwards in time, if you're before World War II, if you're before World War II, you have stuff you could do with Indy. 
which would be great, how he became this renowned archaeologist and how he became so renowned that he ended up as a professor at Marshall College. That's the story I want to know, the story I want to see. You might be you might be there with me. You might not be there with me. So it's time for my rating. What will I give this? Uh, as you guys know, usually I do zero to three, like zero to two and a two point nine nine is usually too sour. It's a two sour. Uh three to like three to three and a three to like four is like a meh. And four four to like five, if I do five stars, is way to go too sweet. So what I'm going to say is this. It, it's it's borderline for me about 3.54. So I'm going to give it a too sweet, can't be beat. If you love Indiana Jones, you will love this movie as well. And it's a great, fun time to be had at the movies. If you're an action fan, an Indiana Jones fan, per se, as well. Um, thanks for watching and diving into the deep cut with me. Oh, oh, oh it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah. As you guys know, down below, like I said earlier, everything you need to know about the Bloodline Network is down below. Our merch, our website, bloodlinenetwork.com, all down below. So check us out. Also check me out. Great in the bin. Check me out as the Bin Buster on my YouTube channel. All that is also down below. Until next time, remember there is more to these movies than what we see on the screen. I'm Graydon, and join me here next week as we deep dive into something that needs to be talked about. Deep dive into something that people and organ that people don't want to talk about because it's a hard subject to talk about. Join me here next week as I review and talk about The Sound of Freedom. What is this movie? Check out the trailers. I'm going to be posting the trailer, a link to the trailer on my, on the director's, uh, on Director's Cut BEN Twitter page, as well as doing it on the website as well. So that trailer will be up here shortly. That's what I'm talking about next week. I hope everyone here has a great 4th of July. And remember... There's more to the movies that what we see on the screen. I'm great. I'll be your guide through the films and their history right here on the director's cup. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Bye. <laughs>